How would the more refined version of you do the work you're setting out to do right this moment or during this day? In other words, if you keep thinking like an acorn, you'll remain an acorn. So you got to think like an oak. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge is empowered. Applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. In today's episode, Jim Cathcart asks a very powerful question. And it's one that I think is worth asking yourself many times a day. How would the person I would like to be do the things I'm about to do? How would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? It's such a profound question and connects to Benjamin Hardy's book, Be Your Future Self Now, which I featured in episode 21. Because then the choices you are making are now measured against the person you would like to be in the future. And just to give an example, the person you are today may think the most important thing to do right now is to watch your favorite reality TV show. You could record it and watch it in half the time, but your present self, that little devil that is trying to keep you comfortable, will convince you that this show must be watched live. After all, you worked hard today. You deserve a break. I can't be the only one who has this devil that is constantly trying to convince me to take the easier path. It is hard to ask yourself this question and conclude that the most important thing in your life right now is to watch a reality TV show. Have you ever thought about that? When you watch a TV show, you're actually watching everyone else live their dream. But don't you and I deserve the opportunity to pursue ours? It all starts with these little, seemingly insignificant choices. Jim Cathcart has mastered the art of storytelling, and he does such a brilliant job here. Here's Jim. In 19, let me think, 79, 1979, I was in Chicago to give a speech for an outfit called Tidy Car. How many of you know what Tidy Car is? Few of you do. Tidy Car is an auto detailing company. And Tidy Car, back in those days, was a company which sold franchises for $1,500, little kit. So you'd get this polishing material and this tool with which to do what they called preserve a shine. And you could go out and start your own auto detailing business. And they were selling these things like hotcakes. I mean, that was the heyday of franchise. So back in those days, lots of people were buying Tidy Car franchises. And Tidy Car realized they had to start training these people. So they brought in speakers like me to come and address them once every month or so around the country. Well, I was the flavor of the month for Chicago. So I showed up and I gave my speech. It was about maybe two, 300 people in the audience. At the end of my speech, a young guy, 19 years old, came up to me, innocent-looking face, looked like he'd never even had a dirty thought. I mean, just, you know, white hair, white eyebrows, and just this, this little smile on his face. His name was Tim Seward. And Tim Seward came up to me and said, Mr. Cathcart, could I sit with you at lunch? And I said, certainly. So he sat with me, asked me a thousand questions. At the end of lunch, he said, one more question. I said, sure. Do you have a... a a quote 
or a, uh, a slogan, a motto that you could give me as a daily motivator? And I said, well, let me think about that. I said, I've got something better, Tim. I've got a question. And here's the question. Every day, ask yourself this question as often as you can remember to ask it. How would the person I would like to be do the things I'm about to do? Don't think of someone else. Think of you in the future as you grow and mature and advance. How would the more refined version of you do the work you're setting out to do right this moment or during this day? In other words, if you keep thinking like an acorn, you'll remain an acorn. So you've got to think like an oak. He said, well, I'd like to be the international sales leader for Tidy Car. I said, good, use that question. What happened was he went back home to Bay City, Michigan. He got rid of his T-shirt and jeans and he put on a little jumpsuit. Had Tim embroidered on the pocket, Tidy Car on the back. So now he looks more professional. Because he figured the international sales leader wouldn't wear a T-shirt and jeans, right? Then he started organizing his files better. Then he got a picture of a Corvette, which they were going to give to the international award winner that year. And uh, he put that over his bed, and he put another picture of a Corvette over his workbench so he'd see it every day. And that inspired him to think like the international sales leader. He ended up growing his business so well that he had to hire other people to work with him and ultimately had to lease a service station so he had a permanent location. His business absolutely thrived. You see, we can take one simple question and just shift our perspective enough to give us profound insights that will transform the results we get. But it takes the stimulus to start the process. So Tidy Car called me again. They said, Jim, we're having a convention in New Orleans. We're giving away a Corvette. Want to speak? You bet. So I go to the Hilton Hotel in the French Quarter down in New Orleans standing there in front of a large group of the Tidy Car franchisees from around the world, and they say, Jim, as soon as you give your keynote speech, we're going to give the award. I said, who won? They said, not telling. I said, okay. So I get up there and give my speech. I hand the microphone over to the president of the company. He steps up and he says, ladies and gentlemen, what a contest. Listen to these numbers. The person who came in number two led number three by only one point. Three led four by one point. Four led five by two points. Five led six by one point. Tight competition, except for number one. The person who leads this contest, number one, the international sales leader, led the contest with 300 more points than number two. For first place, there was no competition. Welcome with me. Your international sales leader from Bay City, Michigan, Tim Seward, the place went insane. Everybody dancing, screaming, cheering, hugging each other. A few people took advantage of that. It was fun. <laughs> Everybody's having a good time. They bring Tim on their shoulders to the front of the room. They put him on the stage. He's up there caressing Corvette as much as you can do that to a vehicle. And I came over. I gave him a boo hug and I congratulated him. I said, Tim, what did you do? He said, I just did what you said in Chicago. I said, specifically. <laughs> what did I say in Chicago? <laughs> he said, come on, Jim, you know. The daily question, how would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? And he told me the story I shared with you a little while ago. And I said, wow, I'm so proud of you. That's great. And he said, oh, it gets better. What? He said, well, 
you know, I didn't know if I'd won. I knew I was in the running, but I didn't know if I'd won. So I'm getting ready to come to New Orleans to the convention, and I'm thinking, okay, how would the international sales leader go to New Orleans? I figured he'd go first class. One way. <laughs> I said, no, wait a minute, Tim. You didn't know you'd won. He said, correct. I said, but you bought a first class one-way ticket to New Orleans, and you didn't know you were the winner. He said, right. I said, didn't that seem a little foolhardy? He said, hey, Jim, <laughs> think I'll need a ride home? <laughs> so 1998, here I am. I'm in Fort Myers, Florida, at the airport. I'm being met by a 39-year-old man, Tim Seward, 39-year-old man. He's driving me, not in a Corvette, but in his SUV. He's driving me to his home in Naples, Florida, where we're having dinner by his indoor pool. And he tells me about his life. Well, I sold my tidy car business, made a pretty good, you know, a bit of money on that. I sold that business after the one that I formed after tidy car. And then I, I built another business and I just sold that business this last December, he said, for seven million dollars. He said, I'm 39 now, so I retired <laughs> to Florida. He said, where what I do now is I fly my wife and son around the world to see the places we want to see, and when I'm at home, I take classes to get my MBA. I said, Tim, I've just got one question. He said, what's that? I said, do you have a quote? A slogan, you know, or a motto, something I could use for a daily motivator. <laughs> True story, here's what he said. Yes, Jim, ask yourself every day, how would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8-10 to 10 page PDFs plus 20-minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.